everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Organizational Research and Development Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the company, Philip Beeg, and I want to thank you for taking the time to press play and give us a listen today. Our episode today is going to be a theoretical discussion on psychological safety in the workplace. Now, we all kind of know and feel what psychological safety is, right? I mean, it's it's uh, it's somewhat of a belief, right? And and there's there's um, there's a level of safety, there's a level of comfortability, a level of confidence, or even content that we feel that allow us to take and embrace risks as either an individual within a group or as a group within a company. Psychological safety has has been talked about for decades as a as, as a critical factor or a, a critical component to an organization's growth and, and overall development. And it makes sense, right? Like we don't need to go into rocket science level details here, but it makes sense. If your employees and your people and your leaders are all showing up and they, they all share a high level of psychological safety, then we can see that in, in their behaviors and in their engagements and interactions. We see people more willing to share differing points of view, facilitate discussions better, manage conflict better, they're able to work in teams and collaborate rather than wage war with each other and, and, and try to you know have like the winning view or the winning solution. Psychological safety is also about handling change, right? When we feel safe within our workplace, we can handle change a little better. It also helps us to, to better be our authentic selves, and that's that's hugely important, I think, to any individual, whether you're a executive leader, a manager, or an employee. That's a that's a huge aspect, I think, to anyone's just overall well-being and enjoyment in the workplace. So when we bring people together in in our companies, and we encourage them to work together with each other, and we have them in departments, and we're we're you know they have a set goal and and a set. Um, of responsibilities, there needs to be a level of psychological safety that exists so that the members can all perform their jobs at the at at least at the bare minimum they're at, at an average rate, right? I mean we always want those months of course where, where performance is exceptional and it and it exceeds, you know, our, our levels of expectations. But for the most part and for the discussion that we're having here today, psychological safety should just should just exist to uh, at minimum right it should exist to a minimum degree so that all members can feel like they can do their jobs they can be productive members of the company and they can contribute to the overall company goal and and where it's trying to go now uh, i i think whenever i look at uh linkedin or or my google feeds or things of that nature i feel like every every so often I'll always see like an article pop up or a video pop up about psychological safety. And it's great to see that this this area still gets as much attention um, as it needs to, of course, but also, you know, since it's been covered for decades. One thing, though, that I've, I've often found, though, when I've looked through some of these articles and, and you know, watched some of these um, thoughts being talked about is there's a there's a couple variables that I think it overlooked or missed. Um, in terms of how it influences psychological safety that we experience in our workplace. 
And so for the rest of the episode today, I, I hope first off that, that you listen to this and, 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 you know, really generate some thoughts, regardless of whether you agree or disagree with where I'm coming from. But more importantly, I hope that you're able to reflect back either to prior job experiences or even your current one right now and think about how these variables affected your degree of psychological safety in the workplace or did you see similar uh, events unfold in other people, other colleagues, other coworkers? So let's get into it here. The, the two variables are simply time and size. Time and size. So time we're referring to here is as someone's beginning point when they enter into a company to all the way throughout when they leave, right? Whether that's, you know, promotion, uh, whether that's a merger acquisition, whether that's uh, a job layoff, or they move to another company completely or switch sectors. Time simply refers to the moment an employee begins their very first day at the company to when they finish their last day at the company. And I think time certainly has an influence on psychological safety, and here's how. Even for the most self-confident people who are beginning day one at their brand new job, right? Think that college graduate student uh, who just got a, who, who's graduating and they just got their first full-time gig, right? And they're super excited about it and they're ready to hit the ground running. Or maybe it's someone that's coming from a very toxic culture and they finally made the choice to switch fields or switch jobs and they were just blown away by, by, by the grass is always green, you know, the grass this time is actually greener on the other side, you know, metaphor. Even when we, when we take those two ideas, right, and, and we build them across a range and we think about everyone else in between, on our first day and even our first 30, 60, 90 days of our new job, what are we doing? I mean, of course, we're doing our job that we were hired for, but we're also observing how everyone's interacting with each other. We're observing the, the dialogue that people have with each other. What kind of words do they use? What kind of core values does the company authentically demonstrate among its members? What level of safety do you feel in those first, you know, days, 30, 60, 90, you know, going onward, right? Because we want to fit in. And we, we're also, you know, it's like a, it's like a defensive mechanism, right? We, we want to be able to fit in. We want to be able to um, uh, deliver and perform well at our job. So in the early stages of time, when we enter into a workplace, you know, more often than not, what we see is people who are, are a little maybe reserved or they're not they're not um they're a little uh hesitant or or apprehensive about you know maybe diving in right away some people sure right there's always an exception to the rule right you always have that one person who just like hits the ground running you know kind of like a crack of lightning striking the ground but for the most part our 30 60 90 day journey when we when we first begin we need to build that psychological safety in the workplace. We need to build that trust that, that where we're at is a good place for us. And that requires us to just literally experience time, experience meetings with our team members, um, work in project collaborations with others, you know, not always have agreements, but also share in disagreements and, and be able to work that out in a healthy way where the relationship grows stronger from it. These are all small variables that I think are critical when we talk about psychological safety and how time influences it. 
because we 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 need it right we need to have that 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 safety in order to feel like we can do our job well we need to be able to have that safety in place in order to feel like we can stay at our company right we can we can not only just stay there but we can grow and develop for most cases you ever see like when a new senior leader uh, like an executive leader gets into the company one of the things they want to do or, or at least they comment on most times is they want to be able to meet people they want to be able to meet the the other employees. They want to be able to engage. They want people to get to know them. That's psychological safety in action as time is influencing it, right? You're coming into a situation. You're, you're in a totally new environment. It's, it's somewhat unfamiliar to you. One of the first things you need to do is you need to feel safe. You need to feel comfortable and you need to utilize your time to make the best choices so that you can start building that psychological safety. And maybe for people who are out there listening to this, you've had that exact same experience, right? You've switched new jobs, uh, you've switched jobs, you're in a new role, and you don't want anyone to feel like you're incompetent, right? Or, or you, you wanna be able to fit in, you wanna be able to show that you have value, but you, wanna, but you don't really feel comfortable just yet. And that's natural, right? Like that's natural for, for a lot of people. That's a, that's a totally realistic behavior or, or mindset to have when we're going from job to job, right? Or opportunity to opportunity. But what you, the biggest takeaway here that I would encourage you to at least think about either in your past or your current experiences or even in your future one is just the value that time plays in building that psychological safety that you need to feel comfortable in your workplace, to feel like you can do your job at at least an average rate, right? And then from there, accelerate, right? And, and boost that performance up. Because you, the more comfortable we feel and the more, the more uh, safe that we feel, the more likely we are to really, to really you know, unleash our full potential, right? Uh, to really maximize our performance and, and, and really be dialed in. So time, I think, certainly has, a, it has its place in, in psychological safety as it relates to the workplace. The other variable that I mentioned earlier is size. I think size is something that gets overlooked too, and, and maybe this is something that, uh, again, you're, you're thinking about as well in your experiences, but I think size has something to do with the level of psychological safety we, we, we have, we feel, and, and it certainly influences our, our it, it certainly fluctuates um, as, as our size, um, as we are, are in different size groups. There we go. <laughs> so what do I mean by all this? Well, in larger groups, don't we always feel safer? Like, don't we feel safer knowing everyone? Like, if there are other people to, that we're with, we can we can feel a little safer, right? We always, we like, that's just kind of like a human nature thing, right? That's kind of like a human trait. I think it's the same, and I, I suspect at least that it's the same in organizations and in departments. The larger the size, the more the more safety we can somewhat feel being in a in a group. Now, that's not to say that there isn't uh, a um, that that psychological safety doesn't exist in small groups. It certainly does. It just needs to be constructed, I think, a little differently, right? Because your 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 intimacy and the the uh, limitation of people that you have within that group encourages them to interact a little more frequently. It encourages them to to understand and build relationships better, um, and that obviously always has a has an influence in in someone's psychological safety. 
But in terms of size, you know, you can, I, I, I would suspect that the larger the group size, the more safety we feel. And if you think about even just, um, like here, we'll take it out of the workplace for a second. You know someone that, that like doesn't like to fly, right? Like they, they just, they flying is just something that they feel very uncomfortable doing. They'll do it, but they're, it's just kind of like uncomfortable. Well, if you were to have 10 of their best friends and family members on a plane ride with them, let's say to the Bahamas, um, would they feel more safe? Would they feel more confident? Would they feel more, more, more uh, comfortable? Probably yes, right? Because we feel we feel safer in groups, and we also feel safer in groups where we know people and 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 we we have connections with. And so it's the same thing here, right? So I think in larger groups, and and as a group scales and grows, we get a sense, we get a stronger sense of safety. Now, something that can erode it, or or something that can uh, fracture or pro, um, provide like little chinks in the psychological uh, safety armor is when our group decreases in size, right? Let's say there's a, a large department of 12 people and the company just, you know, for whatever, there's some kind of reason in their structure, in their design, or in their future plans, they need to split the department in half, right? So your group now gets gets literally cut in half. So your, 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 um, your cadences, your relationships will fundamentally change and, and now your day-to-day has changed. So your psychological safety button might be might be hitting a little bit. What if there's a, a, a layoff that happens, right? And four people from your team get laid off. That would certainly have an influence on your psychological safety, having seen your team now decrease in size due to some of those outside variables. In either case, I think it's important to just recognize that when we're in the workplace and, and as we're going through our day-to-day operations, the level, the, the size of a group that we're in, along with the amount of time that we've spent, not only within the organization, but with those people, certainly matters in, in terms of how we perceive to feel psychologically safe in the workplace. And just to kind of recap everything, the reason why that's so important too is because when we have that level of psychological safety, we're able to really deliver our best performance. We feel comfortable in our environment. We're able to understand it. We're able to predict it even to a degree, and that helps to create comfort, um, confidence, and, and, and really a level of content. So if you're in a situation or your your company is in a situation where your employees uh, don't feel psychologically safe or there's a lack of it um, or uh, a lack of its existence, what do you do? That's a loaded question and, and, and that there's a lot to really get into there and that's something that we'll cover in, in future episodes for sure at a greater detail. But a couple of points that, that one, I think can help out and two, I think can just kind of give you some food for thought to think about. One is, if you're not feeling safe psychologically in your workplace, you need to share that with, with your direct report. You need to share that with your manager or your human resource um, people. You need to be able to, to talk about that because there may be underlining issues there that, are being, that need to be addressed, and I think that that's important. Two. If you're a um, if you're a company where where you're not sure you know or, or you you need to have like some kind of checkup so to speak on on the level of psychological safety perceived in the workplace, get a survey out there, get an anonymous survey out there, or have interviews done, have some kind of research work done within your organization where members can freely express 
how they feel about the psychological safety of the workplace. Again, if there's one big high-level point to take away from this episode, it's that the more your members feel psychologically safe, the better they'll perform and the longer they'll stay at your organization and the longer they'll want to develop a career there. So certainly if you're someone that's experiencing fractured levels of uh, psychological safety or you feel like it, it, it fluctuates um, in pretty extreme ranges, connect with your HR people. Make sure you're bringing this up to your manager. Make sure that you're bringing this up to the people that essentially need to know. Two, if you're in a leadership position or if you're in HR and you haven't had some kind of evaluation done on your psychological safety in the workplace, get it done. Pull someone in from the outside. Pull someone, pull like a third party in from the outside to conduct a brief survey. It doesn't have to be super fancy. It doesn't have to be, you know, all bells and whistles, you know, app on your phone kind of stuff. But get someone from the outside to just do a quick survey assessment or even an interview uh, research so that you can understand, you know, where first off everyone is psychologically in their in their safety um, perception. And also, too, if there are common themes that are being surfaced that may uh, be acting as obstacles or maybe challenging uh, or hindering people from from feeling very safe, you know, safe, um, as safe as they should be, right? So those are a couple of things there. Number three, um, I would say also to encourage people to build strong relationships in the workplace. And I, I know that that sounds, I, I know that it sounds very like vanilla, but we always, we, I, I, from what I've observed in my work, we're common to, we're more likely to strengthen the relationships we already want to strengthen and we like. We're more unlikely to actually go and build new relationships every day at the workplace. So depending on the size of your organization and where everyone is and, and how they're handling you know, remote working and things like that, encourage people to build strong relationships with each other because that makes their perception of the group bigger. And obviously one, one thing that we've talked about today is the larger the size of the group, the more psychological safety uh, can exist and, and, and can really you know, be strengthened and, and rooted. So that about does it for today. Like I said, this is an episode that's going to be ongoing. So we're going to revisit this from time to time. We're also going to do some interviews with people who work in this field and have thoughts and, and, and uh, ideas about how to build psychological safety in the workplace. Um, but like, you know, this is, this is a, um, like all of the topics that we're going to be doing going forward. This is just a reoccurring visit. And I hope that this gave you something to think about. Like I said, I, I hope that you also reflect deeply on your, your, your past professional history and experiences, or maybe even in your current role right now, and take some of the stuff that we've talked about today and apply it. Or, you know, what kind of insight did it deliver to you? Did you agree with everything that I talked about today? Did you disagree? In either case, like I've mentioned, we built this show so that we can build a community of, of people who are passionate about employee engagement, organizational culture, and development. So we want to hear from you. And I always mention this as well, too. Last thing before we sign off here is we help companies and people like this uh, every day. We help these professionals tackle these challenges. We help leaders build and foster psychological safety in the workplace. We coach them through it. We help employees become better organizational citizens so that they can feel safe and they can deliver their best performance. And we partner alongside companies every day to help them build stronger cultures. 
So if anything here is something that you'd like to talk about further, feel encouraged to reach out to us. We're on LinkedIn at Organizational Research and Development, LLC. Uh, you can also find us online at our website. You can contact us at www.organizationalrnd.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Take care, everybody.